Good morning. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine. This is Get the Funk Out. And I just want to tell you who we're listening to. I had a chance to uh, watch this film over the weekend called Echo in the Canyon, documentary by Andrew Slater. And uh, it's, the subtitle is The Birth of the California Sound. And uh, we were just listening to Jacob Dylan and Jade Castrinos, uh, Go Where You Want to Go. Uh, it was a great film, if you have a chance to uh, view it over the uh, next couple of days while you probably are not working. Happy early New Year, 2020. Can't believe it's right around the corner. Hope you enjoyed the holidays, whatever it is you celebrate, whether it's Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. So I want to introduce my first guest, uh, wrapping up the end of the year. Dr. Susan Albers is standing by to join us. We're going to talk about this book, Hanger Management, Master Your Hunger and Improve Your Mood, Mind, and Relationships. Good morning, Dr. Albers. Hi, hello. Hi. As I mentioned, when I heard about this book and I was reviewing it, I thought, this is me. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. We we all get very hangry, don't we? Oh, my gosh. I... Yeah, I just don't, like, have the patience. I'm like, quick, I need food, you know? Like, what would you like to... No, I did that to my husband one time. We were walking through Maine, and he was like, well, what do you feel like? I'm like, I just need it now. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you, my, my husband and my kids were such an inspiration for this book because, you know, living with me, we're, we're very healthy, mindful eaters, but it was amazing to me of how much, when they were hungry their mood could instantly change. And it really just inspired me to, particularly my kids, I'd pick them up from school mm-hmm. and just walking to the to the car, I mean, you could just feel the tension. They were like these hangry little bears. And then I'd get them home and give them a snack, but the right snack. And when I gave them the right snack, they were completely back to the kids I know and love. Right. So, and it really said to me, I want to create a book that talks about this mood food connection and also teaches people which foods can help to keep their moods up because it's so important for everyday life. You know, I always um, watch the kids on the airplanes that like either have nothing to do or no food and they are so cranky and I feel so bad because I feel like if you bring stuff for your kids, you're going to have a pleasant flight. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. And it, it amazes me that, you know, often parents are really on top of that with their kids because they've learned this, that a sure. snack can be the difference between a great day and a complete meltdown. Right. And I use those same principles of, like, they're great with their kids, but they don't do it so much for themselves. I know. So really walking people through that, that idea of um, staying on top of their hunger, hearing their hunger, and really honoring it, which is not easy. So could you share some, you have like 45 tips in this book, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. share a couple with us? Yes, and so for anybody who wants to know like sort of the gist of the book, it's not a diet book. There's no menus, recipes, you don't have to cut out sugar. I'm a food lover, and so if that's you, if you're a foodie, you love food, this is great. It's more about how to eat than what to eat. I use all kinds of psychological principles and different studies. It's all grounded in research to help people to eat more mindfully. So here's an example. And this is how literally like how easy it can be. So one of the things that we do that um, impacts the way that we eat is that we eat really quickly, right? So all of us are just kind of sitting at the table, shoveling food in our mouth without even taking a pause. And we don't really enjoy it. We don't savor it. And so one of the things that we can do to slow down the way that we eat is to eat with your non-dominant hand. So I'm right-handed. I put my fork in my left hand. And that can slow you down by about 30%. So that little simple shift 
So people can try that today. It's really, really a great idea. something that you can do. Yeah. And studies show that we actually eat at the same pace of the people that we're eating with, even if they're strangers. Even strangers, we eat at that same pace. So this is a really easy tip to Good help idea. you to slow down. Yeah. I don't know if it'll yeah. make it to my mouth, but I'll give it a try. <laughs> <laughs> you, you'd be surprised. Another one that's really super easy and simple that people, um, a lot of my clients try and they, they love because it's very easy is buying a red plate. There was a study that looked at red versus blue versus white plates. They okay. found that people ate the least off of red plates. It slowed them down again so that they could enjoy their food and savor it more um, because when we see the color red, we automatically slow down. It's just built into our brains. Yeah. Because wow. we don't we don't approach a stop sign and say, Oh, I gotta slow down. Yeah. You know, we just automatically do it. So that's that's a helpful tip for people as well. I like that one. Yeah. Very easy. The other thing is I go through lots of different what I call hanger busting foods. So these are foods that have been shown to help keep your mood up, help keep you focused. Because one of the things that I learned in writing this book that just was this aha moment is how much food not only impacts our mood, but our decision-making. There's a really interesting study that looked at judges, and they found that before lunch, judges actually gave harsher sentences than after lunch. Oh, that's so interesting. Isn't that? And it made me really think about even like when I schedule doctor's appointments and go to the bank and, you know, when or ask for things, when people are at their best and how food and mood interact. So some of the foods that I just love, for example, I talk about a study on kiwis. Okay. And um, kiwis are, they did a study of people ate them for 12 weeks, two a day, and did all kinds of measures on their mood and focus, and they actually were happier at the end of the 12 weeks. And part of it they felt like was the dose of vitamin C that you get from from kiwis. Sure. That really helped to keep people's mood up and it's really that vitamin C helps with our immune system. And when we're stressed, it, it helps a lot. So there's lots of food recommendations. What, so when do, you, when do you feel like you get the hangriest? Like if you had to say, what's your hangriest time of the day? I would say um, mid-morning. So I mm-hmm. actually carry things like I love sweet potatoes, so I'll eat even a cold yeah. sweet potato. I mm-hmm. kind of figured out like what works for me as far as my energy level. Like I'll bring um, a smoothie um, because the reason is, and I'm looking at the book right now, you talk about the um, relationship between the gut and the brain, and mm-hmm. I'm really tuned into you know, I can feel it like if I have low blood sugar or I'm getting cranky because I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. So you're, you're really in tune to and mindful. Yeah. And when we start to pay attention to that, it is an amazing connection that we make. I love that you eat sweet potatoes in the morning. That was one of my recommendations in the book, too, is that breakfast is often what I call, um, you know, dessert masquerading as breakfast or sugar <laughs> bomb in the morning. We eat yeah. muffins and donuts and things like that. But you can step outside what we think of as that breakfast box and eat things like sweet potatoes that really power you up that you like but maybe aren't traditional breakfast foods. And sometimes that takes a little bit of a mind shift, but wow, there are a lot of like hearty, empowering foods that we can eat that will give us more kind of bang for a buck in the morning so we don't get hungry. You named the number one time that people get really hangry, and that's in the morning, that mid-morning, 10 o'clock yes. in the morning, yeah. they crash, completely crash. 
Well, I actually having some half snacks is helpful. I was going to say I actually get up really early. The first thing I do have um, is oatmeal, and I make a smoothie. But I I make a big smoothie, and I because I'll work out very early in the morning. But the sweet potato, I feel like I have to have it after my workout, like a little bit after, because I start feeling myself getting kind of either lightheaded or just needing something, and then I'm, boom, I'm back. Yes, yep. And one of the uh, spices that I talk about in the book, and here's another example of how easy this can be, is that cinnamon has been shown in many, many clinical studies to help to regulate people's blood sugar. And that's one of the things that causes hanger as well because we're going along and all of a sudden our blood sugar crashes and we reach for candy or things that are going to raise it quickly. But mm-hmm. sprinkling cinnamon on just about anything, yogurt, cereal. I love cinnamon tea. This has been my new thing. Oh, I've, I love I've, that. Yes, cinnamon tea mm-hmm. is, you know, skip the lattes, go for some cinnamon tea because this is going to help to regulate your blood sugar and your appetite. So it's, you know, there's some simple little shifts that you can make. And with my clients, they talk about how it's just been like a a game changer and a needle mover for them in terms of letting go of this dieting and really having strategy for eating well and eating foods that keep their mood up and keep them focused. Yes. If you're just tuning in, we're speaking with Dr. Susan Albers, the author of Hanger Management, Master Your Hunger and Improve Your Mood, Mind and Relationships. You know, one of the things I was going to say is a lot of times we're so focused on our kids when they're younger and we got to bring this and we got to bring that. But what about us, as you mentioned, because, you know, if we're not feeling good, we're not going to be able to function at our best selves. No, yes. And I say that for parents all the time is that, you know, when, when parents are well fed, then they are more patient with their kids. They are just on top of things more. And, you know, we need these busy, stressful lives. So anything that we can do that's going to help a little bit. And we under, I think we underplay the importance of food on our mood. I mean, we chalk up stress or, or like moodiness to stress and things like that. But really, our food can make a huge difference. And we all have in- good intentions to eat well. Yes. And we wake up in the morning, we're ready to go, and then it kind of falls flat by the afternoon because we, we have what I call um, – decision fatigue, that we have to make so many decisions <laughs> yes. in a day that we just get tired. We get really tired. Right. So I talk yeah. about different ways that we can um, make it easier. One of the things that I do in my own house is that I have um, a lot of mason jars that I love, mm-hmm. and I put snacks in them that are ready to go so that my kids can open up the refrigerator. For example, I'll put some ranch dressing in the bottom of this mason jar and cut up some vegetables and like carrot sticks and things and put them in the mason jar. And so literally they'll open up the the refrigerator and it's ready to go to carry with them. They can take it with them. I can take it to work. I love that. I also like, um, I have craft boxes that I've turned into some snack boxes. And each of the little, there's like about maybe eight different boxes in this craft box. And I fill them with different things like chocolate chips and um, little bits of granola and cereal and things like that Mm -hmm. so that, when we travel in the car, we've got something ready to go. Yes. Oh, that's key. I, I was going to say, I always would have food in the car, but also I'm mm-hmm. doing it more for myself too. Like the night before I have to go somewhere, I'm packing up my snacks or lunch or whatever. Yes. And I, what I um, encourage my clients to do is what I call behavior stacking. Mm-hmm. And what that is, is linking uh, a healthy behavior that you want to start with one that you already do. So for example, I... Every morning, first thing that I do is I make coffee for myself and husband to turn it on. The next thing I do, which I've linked now with 
do that behavior snacking is pack my snacks for the day. So that's something that I always do automatically is make the coffee. Link a new behavior with something that you're already doing, whether it's like brushing your teeth, because you do that automatically. You don't have to think about it. Yes. Pair some new healthy behavior you want to do with something that you are already doing. Oh, I like that. Packing a snack is a great one. So maybe at night, maybe you... um, uh, turn off the, your, you have sort of a ritual before you go to bed, mm-hmm. pack your snack, you know, link it with something that you, that you do every evening yes. so that you have it ready to go. And that just makes it really easy, automatic. And I also put, this is another thing that I do, I have a bowl right next to the door that everybody exits the house. Okay. And it's filled with different kinds of snacks. It's almost like sort of trick-or-treating. Everybody stops at the door, <laughs> they take out a snack, they put it in their pocket, and go out the door. So they have it with them and ready to go. I like that because it's so easy to forget as you run out the yeah. house, you know? Yes, and, I, and also I'm not with my kids. You know, they have to really monitor their own hunger when they're out at soccer practice or throughout the day. So they stop at that bowl. They pick out what they want, given what they're they're hungry for what they need, put it in their pocket, and, you know, they're in charge of when they need that snack, they can take it out. So we can all do that. If it's there and convenient, we will will eat it. (laughs) Here's a question. Do you find, because I'm like this, that you have to eat every few hours? I, you know, I've really gotten to know sort of my hunger pattern, Mm -hmm. and that's one of the things that I walk people through in the book is kind of figuring out what your hunger patterns are. Yes. Um, so, for example, I work um, pretty normal hours, but then on Thursday I have an early morning. So that shifts my day. I know that about myself and sort of have to adjust my schedule. And I think people do that too, depending on what your work schedule is. or You kind of get to know what your patterns and habits are. The other topic I talk about in the book, too, is emotional eating. I mean, we oh, yes. 75% of our eating has nothing to do with our physical hunger. We eat because we're stressed, we're bored, we're anxious, you know, all of those reasons. Right. So that's another topic that I tackle as well. So if that's something that you struggle with, this, this book will be helpful with that as well. That's amazing. So um, is there anything else specific you would like to just point out and then you could give your website? Sure, yeah. I would just say this year, you know, we're starting off the new year and people are thinking about resolutions that instead of dieting, try this mindful eating technique. Yes, you can go to my website, eatingmindfully.com. Hanger Management is on Amazon right now. And actually today is the last day for bonuses. If you buy the book today, Mm -hmm. fill out the form and send in your receipt and you can find the link on Amazon, you get a free 28-day video program where I send you one mindful eating tip every single day. But today is the very last day, so don't miss it if that sounds like you. Okay. Um, Did you mention you're on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram? I'm on Instagram, Dr. Susan Albers, and I'm also on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter as well, Dr. Susan Albers. And please sign up because I put tips out there every day and share all kinds of advice with people, and I would love to love to connect with people. Fantastic. Congratulations on your book. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. That was Dr. Susan Alberts calling in to talk about hanger management, very relatable topic for me. Uh, Master your hunger and improve your mood, mind, and relationships. If you missed any part of this, 
Our conversation will be on the show blog within an hour after I wrap, a little after 10. Right now, all the info about the book is on the show blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. I do want to mention that we are all over social media. We're at Twitter, KUCI-FM, Instagram, KUCI-FM, Tumblr, blog.kuci.org. And we're on Facebook at KUCI 88.9. So this is my last show of the year. And if you're not familiar with the show and you visit the show blog, you'll see I've actually been doing this for quite some time. I've been here since 2007. I think I have about 850 shows on there and uh, a variety of topics. And this all came about because I lost my friend uh, nine years ago yesterday. Just to give you a quick summary, if you've never heard the story, um, I started the show because I was in a huge funk of my own. And I wanted to allow, actually provide a platform for other people to share their stories of things they had gone through. And it turned into an, this incredible experience for me. And I've interviewed actors and authors and filmmakers and everybody in between, health and wellness experts. So it's been very inspiring, very healing, and uh, I hope you have enjoyed the show. So if you want to find out about being a guest in the new year, all you have to do is email me at Janine, J-A-N-E-A-N-E, at K-U-C-I dot org. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.